we've been talking for a while. You want to you want to go out and see, see the Lego Ferrari? <laughs> Listen, like, it can't get any worse. My first date ever was me and this girl I talked to in high school, <laughs> and we went to see Venom with Tom Hardy. Oh, <laughs> that was that was that our movie first is date. Garbage. We dated for two and a half months, and then uh, she broke up. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Nerdiest Podcast, the show where nerds talk about nerdy things. On this episode, we're going to be diving into Jackson's anime adventure, and we're going to be talking about the first season of the hit anime, Mashal Magic and Muscles. So if you haven't seen season one and you want to watch it and get caught up before jumping into this episode, great. Go God for bless. it. On Crunchyroll, only 12 episodes, super easy binge. But if you've already seen it or you don't care to watch it and you want to hear what we have to say anyway... Great. We're also going to talk about a ton of other stuff this episode We're before here. we get to that main topic. But before any of that, I am your host, as always, Mr. Nick Barrett, and I am joined by my ride or die, Mr. Jackson Glass. So do tell me, how have you been the last two weeks? Because wow. we've actually stayed on schedule, and it's been, it's been a hot minute since we Man. recorded. So how have you been? Man, I'm good. Man, bi-weekly is hard. I get, like antsy and i want to record but you know it's it's good for it's good thing um it's been a good week it's just been busy it's been a lot um full-time student with a part-time job is a hard life it's a rough life it's hard to live and you know i get to a point i don't know if you do this at the end of the day i usually get sad if i don't get to do something that i wanted to do so like if i've just been in school or at work like all day I just come home and I'm like, well, I don't want to go to bed because then I just like had a boring day. So last night I came home and I watched the last episode of Mashal so we could be ready for today. And then I was like, I want to play Minecraft so bad. I've felt like a drug addict this week, the way that I'm just like, I just need a hit. Like, I just need a new Minecraft world. Like, I just like right now. And so it's like, oh, I can start a Minecraft world. So I started a Minecraft world and I have like a really cool like cave house right now where I can like, I'm like walling off this big hole in the mountain and I'm going to live there. And it's so, it's so fun. And I don't have a farm yet. Well, I'm working on a farm. So I'm definitely like hungry and like, but I got a great seed and you know, I'm living large. It's just, man, school, school is busy. Work is busy. Lots of good stuff. Lots of good content. Um, working on some great stuff. I'm working on a script right now that will be done very, very soon. So keep an eye out. Um, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Another short film we're working on, but man, other than that, I'm good. Just working on school. And so I've missed recording, but Mr. Nick Barrett, how are you before we continue? I'm good. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that we spent all of last week snowed in. Yes. Which was a oh, fun I forgot experience. about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it was it was nice because I was able to work from home, so I didn't have to go like a week without getting paid. Right. Uh, but I also don't like working at home. Like it's not ideal for me because I do like being in the office, 
and being able to interact with my coworkers in person. Um, it's also a lot harder to get distracted by like my video games and stuff because I was mm-hmm. sitting right here at this desk working. And it's so it was so hard to not just turn around and like start playing video games or grab some manga off the shelf. Like I had to actually stay dialed in because it's one thing when I'm working on podcast stuff. Like that's not my primary job. That's not what I'm getting paid for. Mm-hmm. That's not where I'm employed. But when you're working like for the employer, you gotta like stay right. You gotta laser focused <laughs> and like work on stuff. So. That was a challenge, but I got through it. Where we were back in the office this week, which is so amazing. I missed being in the office. Mm-hmm. As but like some people are not big on working in the office. I am. As yeah. I said, I like working in the office. Um aside from that, this week has been a little hectic because it was getting back into the routine of things. Like I had my small group on Monday, young adults at church on Tuesday. Um so like getting back into the flow of things this week has been a little difficult and figuring out where all the editing fits in and the first like spurt of the podcast here is a little crazy because I Mm -hmm. didn't realize that we had an episode and an after show to record this weekend. I thought it was just an episode, so I didn't prepare for that at all. Um, so we're like doubling up this weekend. Mm -hmm. I think we're recording again next weekend because we're shifting things around Mm -hmm. in the schedule. So it's like, that's been a little chaotic, but outside of that, I have been able to kind of relax and just take the days a little slower mm-hmm. and try to chill out more. And to go back to what you said about getting to the end of the day and not doing anything you want to do, I feel that <laughs> so immensely. Like, I will get to the end of a work day and be like, dude, I just want to read some manga or play video games or whatever. And I can't because I got other stuff to do. And this is the part where, like, I say that to my mom and she comes in and she's like, well, this is adulting for you. And I'm like, that's not. That's not helpful. (laughs) That's not helpful. I understand. I just need you to listen and say, man, that sucks. It also doesn't have to be, though. Like, I know plenty of very healthy adults that, like, get their job done and they take care of their family well and they like all this and they play video games. Like, not as right. much as, like, a junior in high school would, but also, like, I think I think there is something to say for, like, you're, al- you're allowed to have the things that you enjoy. You're allowed to go and relax after a long day and play some Breath of the Wild or go play, like, I don't know, Modern Warfare 2. Like, if that's your thing, like, go play Apex or whatever. Like, I don't know. I feel like we, we can get, we need to get rid of the stigma of, like, video game bad when it's like, well too much of anything is bad like it's when you become obsessive with it and start neglecting the things you have to do it becomes bad but like if that's how you rest then go rest like that's okay so i don't know i completely forgot about snow week and it just kind of like escaped my mind it was because we all wanted it to be over right like halfway (laughs) through the week because like snow is cool until it becomes an inconvenience, mm-hmm. then it's not cool. But the problem is, is where we live, we don't plow or salt or anything. No. Like the entire city essentially just shut down for a week. And it was like, if you can make it out, great. If you can't, well, sucks to right. suck. Like, I don't know what to tell you. So about halfway through the week, 
the snow started melting because the sun came out. Not because it was over freezing, but because mm-hmm. the sun came out. So all that snow melted, but not all of it melted. And then what didn't melt froze. So I yeah. kid you not, our street out there was a sheet of ice. Like it was just solid ice. So we couldn't go anywhere all week. And it was like, I mean, it was still pretty bad when I left for work Monday morning mm-hmm. because it, it was over freezing, but it was still like it hadn't frozen yet. So I was it, ready for it to be like, by like Wednesday. I was like, no, I'm done. Yeah, no, I'm, it's over. Well, it was hard too because like we we were off school and so it was like, okay, on Sunday they said, okay, we're closing tomorrow. And we're like, oh, cool. Well, it was, we were closed anyway because it was um, MLK day. And so it was like, oh, okay, cool, just whatever, it's snowy. And then Tuesday they were like, yeah, we're closed. And it was like, oh, sick, four-day weekend, like, this is awesome. Or, yeah, four-day weekend. We are like, awesome. And then Tuesday they were like, yeah, Wednesday's canceled. And we were like, oh, five-day weekend. And then Thursday was like, we're canceled. And I was like, I'm depressed. Like, I have not (laughs) seen the light of day in, like, a week and it would have been different if we knew that it was going to be canceled for a full week. Like if they could have said, and they couldn't have, but if they could have said on Sunday, this says, hey, weather's here. We can't come back till next Monday. My week would have looked a lot different because I would have been like, right. oh, I have this week. I can, and it, but the day by day turned it into, oh, I have another day. I can do it tomorrow. Oh, I can do it tomorrow. So now I have like this week where I did pretty much nothing which was good but it was just hard and it was like the sweeter did nothing and then in that weekend i like crammed to finish all the homework that was due monday and it was like bro you had this full week to do it so i don't know i learned a lot about myself and i learned how to drive on ice because i said screw this i don't care and i drove to the store and i drove to amy's house and i drove everywhere and it was fine and you just you just slide a little and then you just you know you slow down and you course correct and then you keep going and it's fine is your car is your car four-wheel drive yeah oh yeah oh mine too yeah yeah that that does make it a little easier it makes it a little easier and i also currently drive a total 99 subaru and so like the, oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So, like, my the back of the car is, like, completely bent in from where it was hit from the back. And so it's kind of like, you know, if I, like, slide too far and I put this flip this car into a ditch, I could probably make a profit. So, honestly, we just leave it there. So, honestly, it wasn't like I had a lot to lose. <laughs> yeah, just, like, you can't total the total like right if it's total you know like it, it's over you can't do much right. to it to make it worse i so. did feel i did feel weird the, the week we were inside because i was like oh my gosh we did this in 2020 i was like bro we were inside oh. for like months and we were just okay with it and we were just like yeah i just you know made bread and stuff and I, it's like you know, bro we did that <laughs> i don't think it was we were okay with it i think it was we didn't know any better yeah. And we all kind of like, because here's the thing though, with with quarantine in 2020, which is so wild that, again, mm-hmm. so wild that that was already four years ago. Four it doesn't feel like ago. it's been that long. No. Um, it, it was just like you kind of adapted to doing stuff at home. And like, I right. was in school. So to me, it was like, oh, sick. I get to stay home and play video games all day. Right. And then, because it was right on our spring break. And, 
I was like, oh, sick. Two weeks off school. Right. Dude, that's awesome. And then like three months later, I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of going insane. Right. Um, I need to get out of the house. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to explode. Like being in the house for longer than two days at a time makes me like think back to that time. And I was like, we were built different back then. Like what were what were we thinking? Like what was going on? <laughs> I was in oh. here. I was in my room because I had to be in here for eight yeah. and a half hours every single day. And I was like, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm going to go insane. I'll never because, forget. Like, my door had to be closed because we were all on a call, like working together mm-hmm. and stuff. And like, I was like, I can't, I can't do that. I, I remember gotta I gotta, like, mm. I went to go like make breakfast at one point and my mom was like, Hey, I know this sounds weird, but we need to conserve food. And I was like, shut up. What are you talking about? And it was like, oh my God. Like looking back, I was like. How freaking traumatic was that? Like, oh my god! Yeah, like my mom, like day one of COVID, my mom went to Publix and filled like three carts with food. Dude, we went to Costco. We went to Costco, and my dad came back with this with all the stuff, and we Lysoled all the food and like Lysoled Dude. him, and I'm just like, we for real lived in the plague, and now we're just here like, lol, <laughs> like we. Filled up three carts at Publix and then went to Costco and filled up two more carts. We didn't oh leave the gosh. house for like three weeks. It was it was insane. Dude, dude. And it was like, yeah, we did. Like we Lysoled everything, like cleaned everything. It was in that initial like two or three weeks where everyone was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. Like we right. never lived through this before. It was just before. unprecedented. Like, oh my gosh. And then by the end of like the, by the end of the first month, more information had come out and everyone was right. like, Oh, okay. It's not that bad. I mean, and then like by the time, like I'll be honest, we live in the South. Like by the time you got to June, everyone Mm -hmm. was like, "Eh, Eh, mask overrated." Eh, Because it's really like we can cough on each other. We'll be fine. (laughs) It really depended on where you lived, because some pace, some places got hit a lot harder than others, and it was definitely a very real thing that you that like we had to take seriously, but also like. If, you know, you had to watch your local news to know what was going on. Right. Like, if you, you, you should have, you needed to watch, like, what your mayor was saying, what your city county was saying, because it affected you, like, right there. And so, the, the like, you know, the government said, I'm not, I'm not going to go on an anti-government rant right now, but it was like, the government would be like, oh, we have to do this. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, L.A. isn't my southern small town like right. they're like way it, more condensed over there what like, happened in california didn't really affect us out on the east coast mm-hmm. like because it's just so far removed so to your point right. we did have to kind of be like well we're just you gonna know. focus on what's going on in my little small town down right. here in the south uh, <laughs> our cases are like uh, way down compared to yeah. la so right. we're gonna keep having our fourth of july barbecue uh, here we are <laughs> and you know you know that's the southern spirit man i tell you what they don't Dude, give a dang rain or shine <laughs> rain or shine in sickness and in health we will celebrate fourth of july <laughs> that fourth of july barbecue hits different like it we don't matter like we were for real risking our lives to go to that fourth of july barbecue we were like it's over guys i mean at that point oh, like you've gosh. been cooped up in your house so long like it would feel great to get out and blow right. some stuff up and, like get oh that absolutely 
frustration out. Get it out of there. Dude, man. we could do a whole after show on <laughs> the quarantine experience. Oh, I have so many like videos and scripts and stuff that just aged so poorly because I like was Dude, really remember... like taking my time to do like this quarantine like I don't know, like narrative, and I was like, "Bro, this is cringe." <laughs> do you remember that video we were supposed to do? Um, what was it? It was um, going to Disney during quarantine. Oh my gosh! But yes. we scripted it out, and like I was gonna be there, right? And then you were gonna record stuff on your end at the green screen, and like yeah. it was gonna be this big scripted thing. And then I got there, and there were a lot more people there than initially anticipated. Yeah. And I was like, no. No, we can't. We can't. We're calling no. it. Out. We're calling it. Out. We can't if we did do it this. today, we would still do it though. We would just go for it. Like, hundred <laughs> percent. You just be like, eh. You're it like, is eh. It is. like it's there's fun. always people here. You're like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, didn't well, expect to go to... on a quarantine rant. <laughs> yeah, that just kind of came that out of nowhere. Came out of okay. nowhere. Um. So later this episode, we will be talking about Mashal muscles and magic as Ma- magic I, and muscles. I, you know, um, Harry Potter the show. Um. So no, it actually kind of is. Before we get into that, there is a little bit of news to talk about. So I you'd like to take it away this first on our one. first one. Makes just me so mad. Just hit me with it. Okay, so picture this, right? Like you've been stuck inside because of the snow for a couple days now, and you're like, you got all this pent up frustration. The last thing you want to hear is that one of your favorite movies of all time is getting a sequel. Hmm. And what I mean by that is apparently the Polar Express is getting a sequel in the year of our Lord 2024. It has been like 20 years since the original came out. And they thought, hmm, yes, now is the time to do a sequel. You know what we haven't Listen. capitalized in a long time? <laughs> Train <Polar> movies? <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, dude. Get out of here. First of all, The Polar Express doesn't need a sequel. It's a perfect movie in and of itself. But that's a topic for a different episode. Um, also, I just... I don't have enough faith in the... I don't have enough faith in modern media to actually tell a good story with The Polar Express. Because every time we try to remake a Christmas movie or add on to it. You try to like modernize it and then it ends up getting like political somewhere and it's not about the entertainment value anymore. And I feel like that's the way a Polar Express sequel would go. And I just I I also don't want to run the risk of like having a sequel that ruins the first movie. Mm-hmm. Like there definitely could be a story there. If you kind of squint and look at it differently, but like The whole point of the Polar Express is to take these kids from their house to the North Pole and back. How do you tell another story without it seeming too repetitive? Right. Like, is there a conductor origin story here? Like, is is Tom Hanks coming back? I also think the Polar Express is a... It's like... it's It's art of its time. Like, those, like... Those, like, Robert... What's his name? Robert's... Zemeckis. His name is so hard to say. Um, the director Robert Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis. Like those, like motion capture, like Robert Zemeckis movies were such a product of their time, and so it's like 
are we going to do that again? Like, are you just trying to make the Polar Express again with better animation so that people can stop saying it's creepy? Because the creepy is what keeps people going back to it. Like, it stands out. It's a unique thing. Like, don't... I feel like this might be another, like, Lumination Grinch situation where it's like, yeah, you know, they made another Grinch movie, but, like, it's not the same. It's just yeah, kind of Yeah, nobody generic. likes it as much as the original. That's the That's problem. That's what I'm saying. Right. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know where I don't know what I the move is on that one. I don't think we need it. I mean, I understand why they're doing it. It's definitely a money thing. But I don't know. I read the interview with the with the director, and when he talked about it, he was like, "Yeah, I kind of want to go back and revisit some of my older movies." And the Polar Express was on there is getting like another movie, so I don't know if it's a sequel or a remake or a prequel or whatever. I just think. The Polar Express should be left alone. I think there are a lot of Christmas movies that should just be left alone. Because yeah. you made a really good first one, so let's focus on making more original Christmas movies instead of banking off of like, oh, the Polar Express is really popular, so let's make another one. Like, yeah. no, just do, do your something own thing original for once. <laughs> and call it a day. Yeah. That makes sense, you know. It's 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 really something, you know. I don't know what to say, you know. Anyway, um, so moving on, um, on the next one, this felt really random. This I, came I, out of nowhere. I have no idea. I who didn't did think this. it was real when I, I thought saw this was a joke. Tweet. No, I thought it was a joke. There is a movie coming to theaters. Theater. This is a theatrical release. I'm going to see if I can find any more info about A movie this. talking about Pharrell Williams' life. Right. So the iconic producer Pharrell. Not only... So that's fine. Like, make a Pharrell movie. That'd be dope. But it's not just a Pharrell movie. The Pharrell movie is in Lego. It's a Lego animated movie about Pharrell Williams. What? Huh? Yeah. So on Friday, Grammy winning multi-hyphenate Pharrell Williams announced that he was set to produce Piece by Piece, a new film chronicling his life story told entirely through Lego brick animation. Why? <laughs> like, I understand. I get it. But it's like such a weird medium. And I, I've, I'm i like glancing through this interview, right? And I'm looking at it. And, and it seems like he wants to do a biopic, but dance around the idea of casting someone else as him and just be different. Because like, right. obviously biopics are the new hit thing. Because Elvis did really good and there are some mm -hmm. others that did really good. You got Elvis and so Weird and like Oppenheimer. Definitely... And like it's definitely going to stand out. It will definitely uh, be sure. different. <laughs> but is Pharrell like a family friendly artist? No. <laughs> Pharrell because, has like, most, a lot of the songs he's worked on have been with like, like he's a legendary producer. Cause so he's worked with like Snoop Dogg and like, um, he produced milkshake. Do you know milkshake? Nope. The uh, my milkshake bring all the boys to the yard. No way. <laughs> yeah, Pharrell made that song. 
What? Yeah. He also made, um, you know, Drop It Like It's Hot. He made Drop It Like It's Hot. Um, he, he produced, um, Tokyo Drift. Um, I didn't know this. Yeah. So this is new information to me. He has an iconic, this is what, I mean, Pharrell is truly an icon. He has a producer tag, but it's not like a normal, like tag, like a voice. He does a four bar count in on any song that he produces. So like on Drop It Like It's Hot when it does the boom, 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 like that counting is his tag or on milkshake oh. it'll go like or like or you know tokyo drifter goes bing 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 yeah that's his thing is to do the four bar count or on happy when it goes do 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 it might seem crazy like that's his thing yeah so he's worked on like a ton of these incredible like He's truly like an iconic producer, has done so many things like solo and with groups and whatever. He made all the Despicable Me soundtracks, which is, you know, W, you know, what a guy. He's really captured the medium on that one. But why Legos? Like, what's the connection? Like, I just need an explanation. I'm not mad. I'm just a little confused. Yeah, like, this is a weird me. Here's here. I'm telling you right now, mid-October, when that movie drops... We're going to get a Pharrell Williams icon skin in Fortnite, and it's going to have the Lego version for Lego Fortnite. I'm, dude. Pharrell coming crazy. to the, the <laughs> festival? Yo. I'm saying it's I'm all right saying, there. Honestly, here's the thing. Like, biopic movies are huge right now. And... You know, I, I'm not opposed to them switching it up. Like, weird, the Al Yankovic story did the exact same thing, where they did, like, a parody of a biopic, which was very right. on brand for Weird Al. The thing is here, like, is this on brand for Pharrell to do Legos? Like, am I missing something here? I almost wonder if they're trying to keep Lego movies relevant because the next one isn't ready yet. Like, I right. know they're rebooting the Lego movies, I think, with Universal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if the Universal Lego movie isn't ready yet. But they want to, like, keep Lego movies in the zeitgeist of people going to the theaters. So, I don't know. I'll probably end up going to see it. Just, even if it's just to see how it is. Like, right, right. I'll probably even get a couple to... people from small group to be like, hey, you right. guys want to go see the you know? Lego Pharrell movie? <laughs> Yo, he did Rock Your Body? There's no I was no like going way. through the Pharrell songs I knew in my head. Yeah. And I could hear and I, now I'm not going to be able to unhear the four, four Yeah, the four bar counting. Thing. He did All Right um with Kendrick Lamar. I like his yeah. um Marilyn Monroe album. Or no, that's not what it's called. Um Is it just called It's Girl? called something else. I think so. Is that the one where it's like yellow? And he's got the. Is that the one got, where he's the in the girls sauna? are on the. Yeah. Yes, Hold I on. think that's girl. He did feels with Katy Perry uh, and a ton of other. Yeah, people. it's from the album that Happy is on. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Pharrell's a really humble guy, is he not? I think he is. As far as I can tell, I really liked him when he was on The Voice, dude. You know what this means, though is we might get Daft Punk Lego in, on the big screen because he did 
one of his biggest songs is Get Lucky, which is a Daft Punk song that he produced, like was on. Man, so that we would might, be a dream come through true for you, wouldn't it? For me, like, dude, I kid you not, I'll have to find a picture and post it somewhere. I have, I made my own Lego Daft Punk figures and I put them (laughs) and I built them a little, a little like DJ booth and I put them on our Lego mall and they were called the DJ brothers and they like played all the mall, all the music for the mall. And it was like a whole narrative. It was a whole thing. And then he like, that's crazy. There was like a donut shop in the mall and like one of the lady, I think, I don't know if she had an affair with one of the DJ brothers or like, or if they were just flirty or what, but like one of the like shop owners, his wife like was connected to them in somehow it was wild. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm going to go see it. That's, uh, that's, that's something <laughs> I'm not opposed. You know what that sounds like unique. to me, it what? sounds to me like a great first date movie. <laughs> like, Hey, we've been talking for a while. You wanna you wanna go out you and see, go the see the Lego Pharrell? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, like, it can't get any worse. My first date ever was me and this girl I talked to in high school, <laughs> and we went to see Venom with Tom Hardy. Oh, <laughs> that was that was that our movie first is date. Garbage. We dated for two and a half months, and then uh, she broke up. With oh, uh, so I don't know if that was the best garbage. place to start. We we literally only <sighs> went and saw bad movies, except for the yeah. we went because we went and saw Venom, and then the month after that we went and saw Fantastic Beast Two. Ew! Which oh, was not two? Good. two is worse than one. <laughs> and then the last movie we saw together was the Lego Movie Two, which is really good. Which is a is a good movie, not as good as the first one, but good. Like she didn't like musicals. Oh. Uh, so that was hard for her. Which is number one red flag. <laughs> we got, I got home that night. Like, I paid and everything. Like, a, a true gentleman. I got home. We started, like, texting and stuff. And she was like, Yeah. Yeah, I got to be honest. I don't think this is going to work out. And I was like, <laughs> Oh. After she got a free Lego movie two showing okay. from you. <laughs> I'm like, Man, I bought your dinner and, like, <laughs> took you to see the Lego movie two. Like, and. Because okay. here's the thing, though. This obviously didn't come out of nowhere. She knew she was starting to feel this way and still went and got dinner and saw the movie. Like No, she like in hindsight, I found out she knew like a month before. Oh, right. That this was not going to work out. And I was like, "And you didn't say anything?" Yeah. Yeah. You just Wow. I that felt sucks. so used. I was that like, sucked. "Man, <laughs> you're like, wow." Using me for my Lego Movie violated. Two tickets on the Thursday <laughs> opening night? Get out of here! How dare you? How first I of all, spent that you? money on Lego? <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's something. Uh, more more update on that. I cannot wait for that trailer. That's gonna be something. Listen, this is my new this is my new most anticipated movie. Like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this might have I mean, made the nerdiest awards if they announced it a couple. Someone tell genre geeks this earlier. is what we want to do with them. This is the movie <laughs> we want to do. Want. The Lego Pharrell movie. <laughs> I will message them on Instagram right now. No, no, my gosh. Because <laughs> I still kind of want to do Deadpool three. Oh, is it me? Hold on, did I win? Oh, no, I didn't you win were the so mind close. rewind. <laughs> you were so close. I almost tagged one you in off. it. You were just one off. No. You almost won the giveaway. Hey guys, go listen to the mind rewind new new I don't podcast. Think you can. Oh, is it not out yet? Well, if you're like listening this in the future, go listen to the mind rewind new podcast. 
not by us, but by some cool people. So, some uh, mov- people. moving on, um, recent legislation, because apparently we're talking politics today, showed that uh, Florida has attempted to ban social media from users under 16. And not only can you not create new accounts from 16 and un- from under 16, but accounts that are from six younger than 16 will be terminated and the companies that withhold that data would legally be required to like erase it from existence now i thought this was an interesting article because this has come up a lot and like apparently and i don't have anything to confirm this i just heard it from someone else but like the state of new york is called like a state of emergency on like the mental health crisis that social media has had on teens and kids and i'm just kind of here like yeah you're eight years too late like yeah, we've you're a little known far behind this. on this one bud <laughs> like we've known this for like ever and we're just now like talking about it and like i don't know because the like and i just posed the question like can we save social media or is it just kind of yeah. like a well here we are uh I don't know, because like on one hand, you know, the solution to not being affected to social media is deleting it and just not not having it. But I would also argue like as a video creator and a podcast creator and like as a musician and like all these things, I need Instagram. Like where how else do you, you know, share your stuff with the world, with people? So like how would we how would we promote our podcast? without you know instagram youtube twitter that kind of thing and like there is word of mouth um i was listening to a podcast this week as the smosh rewind which is actually really good i listened to the jacks film episode and they talked about they were like back in the day to go viral on youtube you had to be reblogged like these bloggers had to like you know, send a link to your website where your video was. It wasn't on YouTube. Or if it was, it would be like super niche, like no one knew what it was. And now we're at a point where like the number one career that kids want is they want to be a YouTuber, they want to be a Twitch streamer, you know, all these things where it's like, what do we do? Like, do we just like have to police Instagram more or because is is the problem the big corporations or is the problem the people? Because let's be real, like YouTube has done some crappy stuff, but nothing that has made me feel bad has been from YouTube itself. It's been from like people that have commented and have said mean things. So I don't, I'm trying to like find a solution. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, people are going to be people. And it's right. like, there, there's no way to entirely cleanse the internet of anything bad. Cause you know, we're a fallen, you know, the fall of humanity, we're a sinful people. You can't just be like, Oh, no bad YouTube comments. Right. Cause it's just impossible, but we can like try our best to like make the corporations enforce the best they can. But like, what can they do? I don't really know the solution. Right. I think the problem is both. It is the corporations and the people, because I know part of this bill is an effort to stop selling information of people under 16, because there are a lot of 
like the apps will track your cookies and like track all this stuff to learn about you and sell you ads and like numerous companies like more than I can count have been caught selling information illegally like so I think it's partially that but also to your point nothing bad I've ever experienced on the internet has come from Instagram itself or Twitter or YouTube like it's always the people on that app and I do think that we are a little behind in the sense of putting up parameters like social media just moved way too fast for anyone or any kind of like lawmakers to keep up with it and it's just it's outpaced the laws so like now as a society like we're finally catching up but our generation was really the first one to go through that so now that we're through it we're starting to see all of the long-term effects of what being terminally online for your entire high school years is like what it's like comparing yourself to people online, doing stuff for the gram and for Twitter and stuff. And I do think, and, and there are studies out there. There's a really good documentary on Netflix. What is it called? I think it's The, the Social, Dilemma. Social Dilemma. Yeah, that talks about how being on social media has a negative impact on the mental health of the people who do it if you're under a certain age. Like, if you're 18 and up, by that point, you should be well-adjusted enough as a person to get on social media. But if you're 13, 14, 15, and, like, I know this is especially true with girls, is, like, they post, like, hey, I'm out with my friends, and then somebody in the comments has to be like, well, you're really ugly. And, like, getting that over and over again really affects your mental health. So... I do think there should be some type of law in place to keep people from being on the internet under a certain age. Because, like, even my sister, who's younger than me, has talked about, like, oh, I want to start a YouTube channel and, like, post YouTube videos and stuff. And I'm like, I don't think you should. Because I don't think... Because as someone who's been making content and putting it out on the internet for a long time, I have dealt with firsthand like all of the negative comments and all of the things that come with that and people who will just hate you for the sake of hating you. Mm -hmm. it, it's never about the content. It's never about anything you say or anything you do. It is always so targeted at you specifically. There is like, we can't have a conversation anymore. And I've seen this most recently with the clip I put out on the podcast channel about Jujutsu Kaisen and like, just saying, hey, it's not my cup of tea, like, it's not my thing, explaining why I don't like it. Every, like, 90% of those comments was just attacking me personally and not mm -hmm. the opinion that I put out there. Like, they'd say, your opinion is wrong and you're stupid. Like, right. you could just say, your opinion is wrong and I disagree and move on and call it a day. Right. Like, you don't have to attack me personally. Right. So, that being said, I do hope this bill goes through... Because something needs to be done. The mental health crisis is a very real thing. And I think taking social media out of that is the first step to getting to a better place. Mm -hmm. Because there is a lot of hate and just a lot of negative things that happen on social media. And right. Like being, con being constantly plugged in and comparing yourself to other people, even like social media looking at the news all the time like that's not healthy 
like you should not be like you should be informed and you should know what's going on but you shouldn't be so like dialed in to everything like so i think we were not created to know as much as we do like we know we shouldn't (laughs) know what's going on in asia right now we weren't meant to comprehend that kind of information Right. Because it's just like now we're worrying about things that we can't control. So because it's like, you know, you should stay informed on those things. But I don't like knowing every tiny little detail of every little of every country in the world. That's just a lot. That's just a lot for a person to handle, let alone like and that's kind of been this entire point. Like if you're 14 years old and you have full access to all of that, how do you comprehend the world? How do you comprehend life? And uh, this also comes down to a parenting thing, but it's also really hard because it's like, you know, if your kid has like all their friends at school are on Instagram, like you're going to, you're going to be the lame parent that says no, like that's really hard. Um, And so it's like, I think the problem is we need to, we need to separate the issues because social media selling your information is an issue but selling your information is a different issue than the mental health crisis and trying to combine it into like the same issue is a problem because this is a security issue and this is a health issue and they need to be dealt with. So, so saying like, you know, there's been like, I've, I've watched the entire Facebook employee hearing trial. I had to for a class. It's disgusting. It's awful. They sell your information to whoever they want and they try to justify it by giving you a thousand pages of legal print that they know you're not gonna read, so you just press accept, and then you sign all of your information away. There is a level of user error that comes in with that, of like, hey, you don't need to say every single tiny detail of your life on social media. You don't need, like, right. what you, you, you have to consider your digital footprint. And like, employers look at your public social media. All of your friends and family can look at it. Like anyone can look at it. So there is a level of user error that is, you should know better than to say that or to post that, whatever. But there is a level where on a corporate scale, they're just taking your information. They're just stealing it. But that's a different issue than we're comparing ourselves to everyone because we have access to all this information. Or like, you know, we, we can't talk about that. Like it's social media is not just one giant problem it's like eight like medium problems that we just don't know how to we don't know how to address one head-on because anytime you talk about us the social media conversation especially like from a law standpoint we're really like we we can't just do one issue it has to be the blanket social media bad when it's like no a lot of good has come from this too, but we just, I think enforcing 16 below 16 is a good idea, but like, are we too far gone? Like, is it too late? And it's just like, I don't what, think do we, so. what do we do? I think it's going to be a rough, if this bill goes through and they start doing it, it's going to be rough Yeah, for a little bit. Like that initial cut is going to be good but i think what would end up happening is florida will do it and then another state will do it and another state will do it and it'll kind of like start trickling through all the Mm -hmm. different states based on who's running right because there are some states that won't based on their leadership and there's some that will immediately follow suit based on their Mm -hmm. leadership 
that's not what we're here to talk about. But right, it's just interesting. It is, yeah, it's going to be rough. But I th- I don't think it's too far gone. And to your point, there is a lot of good stuff that comes from social media. Like you can stay connected with your family, who lives on the other side of the country. You can stay connected with your high school friends. Like, but I do think there needs to be something in place because I I honestly don't think you should be on the internet at the age of like 16 or lower. No, I didn't get Instagram and Snapchat and all that until I was 15. So like I was, I'm pretty close to that 16 anyway. And that was just because my mom knew I didn't need those things. And I got Mm -hmm. them because my high school friends had them. And if they didn't have them, I probably would have stayed off for a while, but yeah. And like with my yeah. sister, my mom's like, no, no social media till you're 18. Like, <laughs> you don't, you don't need to yeah. be, because there's also a lot of inappropriate stuff on right social media. You don't, no one needs to see, let alone a 14 year old. Something we're not considering, and this comes down to even outside of the 18 or the 16 year old, mm-hmm. and like I'll use this to wrap up the conversation. Mm-hmm. We can move on to the next thing. Is AI is such a dangerous thing right now because AI and what I'm I think about this with us all the time because we're on here we're talking saying things like you could plug all of our episodes into the podcast and completely AI generate whatever because I guarantee you we've said almost every word in the English language and our mouths are like we're moving and we're animated so it knows how to animate us like AI can fake you like that so I don't think we need to be exposing anyone anyone in general but especially anyone under the age of 18 to people who want to use AI for malicious things like uh, um, Taylor Swift this week or like last week someone used AI to make very graphic and inappropriate things of Taylor Swift and she is not happy rightfully so right like i'm not the horrible. biggest taylor swift fan but i get it like that's awful but like that sucks <laughs> now imagine opening that up to 16 14 right. like 15 year olds that's bad right so i think because it's a predatory this, world yes this bill is a good way to start curbing that now that right. also comes down to like hey parents maybe don't put every single picture of your kid on the internet Right. <laughs> like, that's just a thought. Like, you know, maybe mm-hmm. your kid doesn't need to be on Instagram from birth to age 18. Right. Like, you can, I'm not saying you shouldn't, like, you can't post about your kids, but maybe, like, be very selective in what you post. Mm-hmm. And I've yeah. seen people, like, parents who will put, like, emojis over their kids' faces. So, like, right. they're still and posting so a picture. And they're just like trying to cover it. I'm like, I I get that. I would do the same thing because like my kids should be able to decide what they want on the internet and what they don't. Right. So overall, to summarize This is this is a continuous right now, conversation. Bill good. Bill, Bill good. good. Get Update kids to off follow. social media. Because if they're not on social media, they'll start socializing with real people in real life and doing stuff off their phones. That's another epidemic. Yeah. Did you hear that Go certain outside. parts of uh, Gen Alpha, which is the next generation, uh, doesn't know how to read or write? Well, that's because they haven't gotten to that part of school yet. That's and not it, a fair no, thing to like, say. No, like my sister's Gen Alpha. 
So like oh, and she's anyone. Like I think two thousand nine <laughs> was the starting point for Gen Alpha, and like well, they don't know like, how to read or write because they're a bunch of iPad babies, <laughs> and they didn't learn a skills. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we are oh gosh. we We're are screwed. doomed. We're no. this is why my kids are going to be homeschooled. Thank you very much. They're going to be uh, the smartest people on the planet at this point. Wow. This is an ongoing conversation, and we have a lot more to talk about. So, if you don't know, we're about to start the nerdiest awards voting. Now, if you haven't been kept up to date, we decided award shows kind of the worst. And yep. the Oscar nominations just came out, and we do have some thoughts, but... That's going to we'll, be in the after show. That's going to be on the after show exclusively. So, we'll more on that here in just a moment. But we decided... Award shows, not great. So we need to do our own with our own picks and also a fan choice. So you submitted the fan choice vote for every category. And if I'm not mistaken, right now, if you're listening to this, the voting for the official nerdiest awards is open. Open. And then in February, we will be doing a full episode on all the nominations on all the everything and all the winners will be announced but they get to be voted by you you the people of america not a council of old white men you you the council of the world <laughs> thank you for saying that <laughs> it's you know the you it's what you that's want that's what the oscars is that's what Come it on. is and so we're here to to show, showcase some things that don't necessarily get a lot of Oscar love. So, Mr. Nick, I would love to hear all of the categories with the nominations where people can vote on right now with the link in the should description. Should I start at the top? Start at the film top. of the year? Or start should I start top. at the bottom and work our way back up? Start at the top. All right. Starting at the top, we got film of the year. Um, something I do want to note is that next year, something we decided is that we will definitely be telling you the nominations ahead of time because there were a handful of categories where you guys, uh, suggested things that had already been nominated. And I realized as soon as the things started coming in that we could have avoided that by telling you what was already in there and you should have known ahead of time. And that's our That's bad. okay. But that's okay. <laughs> first time doing it. You live, you learn. Now we know. So, I'm pretty sure we have 12 categories, I think is what I said last episode. I don't know. Somebody can count. Anyway, film of the year. This is the best movie that released in the year of 2023. So, our nominations are Suzume, Barbie, the Super Mario Brothers movie, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer was the fan choice. So, I'm not going to say that every time, but the last one in every category is the fan choice. So that's the one All that right. you guys chose. So, moving on to show of the year. We have Demon Slayer Season 3, Swordsmith Village Arc, Loki Season 2, Ahsoka, Oshinoko, and The Last of Us. Which honestly kind of shocked me because I forgot that came out last year. Uh, oh yeah, I guess it was 23. Animated film of the year. We have Suzume, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, Miraculous, Ladybug and Cat Noir, Ooh. the movie. Get out of here. <laughs> you suggested Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So yeah, because it's a, get a out of here. of animation. Yeah, so is Miraculous. Don't oh don't boo me. I'm right. Um, and then the fan choice was the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. All right, Game of the Year. 
the award that kicked off this whole shebang because I was mad at the Game Awards for not letting Zelda win. Um, the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Fortnite, Fortnite, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Future Redeemed, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and you're never going to guess what slipped into the fan vote. Is it Baldur's Gate? Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> if that I wins. Like, I swear, <laughs> if that wins, I'm going to be so mad. Guys, guys, flood the votes with Baldur's Gate 3. Flood the no, votes with Baldur's no. Gate 3. <laughs> we can't let a game that we've never played win. Everyone flood the submissions. Use all your emails. No, you can only vote once. One vote per um, person. One vote per person, please. Anyway, um, anime of the year, because of course, I mean, we're on an anime episode right now. We gotta, we gotta rep the anime. We got Oshinoko, Freerun, Beyond Journey's End, Zom 100, Bucket List of the Dead, The Dangers in My Heart, and Vinland Saga Season 2, which I didn't, I didn't watch that, and I was kind of surprised that it got nominated, mm. but... If you're really mad about the Crunchyroll Anime Awards, at least I nominated shows that are from 2023. Dang. And not half of my shows being from 2022. Anyway. Rip. A very fun category is best overall streaming service. We got Crunchyroll, Max, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, and Netflix ended up taking the, the last spot. Okay. Okay. It was a coin flip between Netflix and Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> And I want—I really wanted Xbox Game Pass to win because I thought it would have been funny. Yeah, but uh, that's a val—I mean, that's a valid thing. I never considered that as a streaming service, but I guess it is. So, <laughs> best original soundtrack: Oppenheimer, Sword Art Online, the movie, Progressive, Scarzo Ooh. of Deep Night, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, yeah. the Super Mario Brothers movie, and Barbie. Barbie. Best original song: I'm Just Ken. From Barbie. Ooh, yeah. Stronger Together from Miraculous, Ladybug and Cat Noir. Ooh. Peaches from the Super Mario yeah. Brothers movie. This is the thanks I get from Wish and What Was I Made For from Barbie. I'm proud of dude. Best Director. This one is very interesting. Uh, interesting. Best Director. Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer. Makoto Shinkai for Suzume. Chad Stileski for John Wick Chapter 4. Oh, yeah. James Gunn for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And Greta Gerwig for Barbie. Wow. Guys, we actually so, nominated Greta. We actually nominated Greta. What? I don't want to hear anybody say? complaining. I don't want to hear anything about it. Go to the after show. We'll share our thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Best Actor. Jack Black for Bowser. Booyah. Chris Pratt as Peter Quill slash Star-Lord. <laughs> You have to say it. <laughs> I can't believe it. You have to say it. No, it de he deserves the win. He deserves the win. Josh Hutcherson as Mike Schmidt. From the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. <laughs> Ryan Gosling as Ken. Yes. And Bradley Cooper as Rocket Raccoon. Wow. Interesting fan vote. Yeah. Not what I expected. For Best Actress, we got Nanoka Hara as Suzume Iwato from Suzume, Zoe Saldana as Gamora, Karen Gillian as Nebula, Haley Steinfeld as Gwen Stacy slash Spider-Woman, and Lily Gladstone as Molly Burkhart from Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. Which, I don't know, I've heard the movie was good. I've heard it's of. good. I don't have three I don't hours. You me either. 
Uh, I do think it's funny that all except for two of these are from Marvel movies, technically. <laughs> Superhero yeah. movies in general. Um, underrated movie of the year. We got Haunted Mansion, Asteroid City, The Shift, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, and Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, which the I didn't even Covenant. know came out last year. Okay. I don't think I've it's ever heard of It's got Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Oh, um, I did know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then, of course, we have Worst Movie of the Year. This is this Indiana is Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Ooh, tomato. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Mm -hmm. Somebody I used to know, The Little Mermaid, and Napoleon. Napoleon? And our, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then our last category is the most anticipated film of 2024. We got Sonic the Hedgehog 3, Kung Fu Panda 4, My Hero Academia Movie 4. Doesn't have a title or anything yet, but it is coming out this year. Deadpool 3 and Dune Part 2. Okay, okay. Which I, again, forgot was coming out this year. And special so, special guest, uh, the Lego Pharrell movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, not officially nominated, but nominated in our hearts, the mm -hmm. Lego Pharrell movie. Mm -hmm. So... Those are all the Go categories, vote. all the nominees. Go vote. The link is in the description. You can go vote. It's your civic and duty. Next month in February, we will be doing the Nerdiest Awards. Yes. So also, don't just vote. Vote and then send a link to your friends so they can vote. Yeah. It's your civic duty. And it's, so. it's totally okay if you don't vote in every single category. Right. Like if you didn't watch anime, that's totally cool if you don't vote. Vote Just for the vote. stuff that you do know mm -hmm. and share it with people and maybe they can fill in where you didn't know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I very much am looking forward to doing our actual, like, mm -hmm. seeing what wins. There are a couple categories where I'm like, I know that movie's not going to win. Yeah. <laughs> I know that thing's not going to win. I want it to. I've got my heart set on Josh Hutcherson winning that Dude. best actor. <laughs> it's happening. It's got to happen. As long as Tears of the Kingdom takes game of the year, I don't care about anything Everyone else. flood Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> if, it, if it's Baldur's Gate, I'm going to cry. Like, I'll just get up and leave mid-episode. So oh, we're going to have to do that one last. It's so good. Hey, so. Um, hey. Go vote. If this does go really vote. good this year and we get a lot of support, We'll do it again next year, yep. and we'll expand and include more. Because there was some stuff we wanted to include this year. Like, I, f I feel like we kind of underrepresented shows a little bit yeah. by just giving them one award. And I think there's a lot. Like, you could definitely expand that out mm -hmm. and add more categories. And maybe add, like, best podcast episode of the year. Oh. Best hot take of the year. Like, you know, that kind of you know, stuff. Hottest take of the year. <laughs> yeah. All right. So All right. we can Good expand stuff. it next year. So, go vote on that. Only if an you hour into the yet. episode. So, so. We can move into the main topic. How anime can I get? That is the question. Now, before we answer that question by the end of the episode, I've got to stop for a moment and tell you the sponsor of today's episode. And wow, oh my gosh, who's that going to be? Don't worry, it's just us. We are the sponsor of today's episode. Now, 
I just got to do a little roll, mid-roll ad for you here in just a second. If you didn't know, we have new merch in the store right now. If you go to thenerdiestpodcast.com or the link in the description, we have new stickers. We have new shirts, new hoodies, new pins, beanies, everything that you'd ever want. And we do have new collections coming up very soon, so keep an eye on that. But right now, our Icons collection just got updated. You can get your very own Nerdiest Podcast mug or shirt or hoodie or stickers. And it's a great way to support us and the show. And all most of that profit goes back into the show so that we can sustain it and really just make a profit. And also, if you didn't know, you can also get access to the Nerdiest After Show, which is our membership-exclusive bonus episodes on Spotify and soon to be on YouTube. Just keep an eye out on that. So, Spotify.com, you go to the Memberships tab, and you, for the small price, can pay to see some bonus episodes and Right now, there should be, or soon at least, there will be out an episode where we talk about our thoughts on the Oscar nominations and all of that. So if you're interested in that, we have like four or five episodes out there already. And so that's just a lot of bonus content for you right there. And that's just going to keep going every month, special episodes for you for a very small price. And it's just a great way to support the show. So that's all we have to say. Go to nerdiespodcast.com. All of the money, by the way, goes back into the show. So like... Jackson needs a new cam yeah. link. That's yeah. where that money goes. That's where the money so goes. Buy Jackson a new cam link, so we don't have to pay for it. Yeah. So you guys are supporting the show, so it can mm-hmm. make it higher quality, and we can continue to make great content for you. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. So, Mister Nick, what what did what did I watch? What did go All right. go into that? So, <laughs> I'm just gonna say it because I after looking back. By the way, if you haven't checked it out, um. On the YouTube, there is a video, The Nerdiest Podcast Season 5, Out of Context. Uh, I wanted to shout it out on an episode. Very funny. Because I put a lot of work into that video. I had to go back and watch every single episode from last year (laughs) and make notes with timestamps and the whole shebang on the YouTube channel. Go check it out. Some of the, like, a lot of funny stuff that I forgot we did last year. Yeah. Um, But something I noticed is that every time... We did an anime adventure. Stop. You just pronounced the title no, wrong. No. From Spy X Family <laughs> to Curious Saga, Love is War to... Well, you got Dude, Sword Art Online right. Spy but X that wasn't Family. Hard. Spy X Family was my number one bit of the year. That was so funny. <laughs> no, your number one bit of the year was the emergency alert system is the reason my feet are <laughs> the reason stinky. reason my feet are stinky. That was good. That, that was good. It's good. <laughs> anyway, so... We're doing anime adventures a little differently now, and if you watched our last one about Sword Art Online Progressive, you would know that now we're going into a system of I pick three shows, give them really bad descriptions, and then Jackson picks from those, which we will be doing at the end of this episode. I have some really good stuff cooked up, and I can't wait to see which one he picks, but before that, last time he picked with the very vague description of a muggle sneaks into Hogwarts by being a gym bro which is Mashal, Magic, and Muscles. So I had him watch the first mm-hmm. season, which is just 12 episodes. And before we even talk about the show, mm-hmm. before we talk about the show, um, so we both grew up Christian homeschool kids. Right, right. You know how that is. Uh, Harry Potter is of the devil. Mm-hmm. Pokemon of it is. is of the devil. More like Pokemon. Anything with magic mm-hmm. is of the devil. So I'm going to ask you, because I know everyone's parents were different. Mm-hmm. Were you allowed to watch anything magic-related 
as a kid? Or was that like strictly off limits? Here's the thing. I was, but a lot of the stuff that's like normal, like a lot of the normal stuff that you couldn't watch, like Harry Potter or like stuff like that, I just didn't care. Like it wasn't because of the magic. I just didn't want to watch Harry Potter. Like I wasn't super connected, but like Wizards of Waverly Place was one of my favorite shows ever growing up. And so like it was... We, it was pretty lax. And I feel like, I think my parents had the, the vibe of like, you know, if you're watching Lord of the Rings and like Star Wars, is it really that different to watch Wizards right. of Waverly Place? Like, I don't know. So we, you know, I, I've never, I've never really had that experience that a lot of other people that grew up the way that I did had were, cause I was just kind of like, oh, like I knew magic wasn't like real. Like I knew it was like witchcraft was bad cause it is bad. And so it's like, you know, I bet, you know, Wizards of Waverly Place is funny. And so it's like, I'm not like right. going to get in my palm readings now because I watched Wizards of Waverly Place. Like I'm fine. <laughs> Yeah, it's more about the attitude yeah. of, like, as long as you're not practicing witchcraft and you can accept that, like, oh, this is a fictional thing. Right. Then I think it's fine. God uh, bless. <laughs> I was not allowed to watch Harry Potter or mm. Wizards of Waverly Place because it, I I Magic fell in bad. the category of witchcraft <laughs> is bad. <laughs> Magic is bad. But then I was, like, allowed to watch Lord of the Rings. And Star Wars. Yeah. And, like, because it was, like, it was good magic, it was, like, and because it wasn't magic, it was, like, the Force. Right. Or, like, Gandalf had spells right. and stuff. Like, and it's, like, what do you that, mean? What do you mean? That's not magic. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. So, so, all right, give me, give me your thoughts on this before I come in and as an outsider. Give me your, th- okay. tell, me, tell so, me what you thought. I'll keep it brief since this is Jackson's anime adventure, not Nick's anime adventure. Um, I got hooked on Mashal last year. I watched the first, I binge watched the first season in two days that like I was hooked. Um, as soon as I finished, I actually went out and bought the manga. You can kind of see it back there. Um, and it's just, to me, it's a really good show. It's a really funny series. The, the type of comedy that's in the show hits very well with like my type of humor and quite frankly it has a very simple plot and I'm okay with that because it's very straightforward like Mash has no magic he wants to get in to the magic school so he can become a divine visionary and he meets his friends and like that's it it's pretty straightforward and I appreciate that because there are a lot of shows out there like Jujutsu Kaisen and Attack on Titan that are like really complex and you like got to break it down. Like, what does this mean? What does this say about society? And like, MASH is just like, hey, do you want to just kind of turn your brain off? Watch Poop Guy fight? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Watch. Yeah. So it is a nice like balancing out show. And it's mm-hmm. going to break my top 10 anime, but I'm not quite sure where it's going yet. Because uh, there's another show I'm going to rewatch, and those are both going to probably slip into top 10, and I'm going to do it at the same time. But that's what I have to say about MASH. All right, all right, all right. I want to know what you have to say about MASH. <laughs> Hit me with some general thoughts, because you've so been stressing we, me out all week. We haven't, we haven't talked about it yet. Because this man, we get on the phone, or we're like <laughs> sending a voice message the other day, and he was like, yeah... It's going to be an interesting episode. I have some thoughts. And the last <laughs> time he said that was the Sword Art Online episode where we vehemently disagreed yes. about that. 
Um, so, so general thoughts. Hit me. What? So, <laughs> Mashable muscles and magic. Ma- magic and muscles. Magic and muscles is a show, and it's I. It's it's fine. I mean, I think it's good. But I so so here here's my thing. I, I thought it was enjoyable, but I have a lot of gripes. And okay. I my honestly, my opinion has kind of like shifted a lot in the last like 2 days as I finished the show and like have marinated on it. And what I will say is I think it's a good show. I think it's funny. And I think, you know, it, it is, like you said, a really good turn your brain off. Like, it, it was a lot easier to watch than a show like Demon Slayer or even show like even like Spy Family, like other shows that we've watched from this uh, on this series. The my issue with it, though, is that I feel like I got bored a lot. I feel like the plot was very simple and I think that it uses it in its favor, but it was an effort to stay off my phone. Like I, I think in the first, the second half was a little, was a lot better, but the first half of setting up like the villains and like the whole arc and everything was a little hard to get through because I felt like I was just watching a worse Harry Potter ripoff. Um, what I will say is the show has such a solid concept. And so like the concept of he doesn't have magic, but he's just super strong. I think there's so much room for comedy there. This it was, there was some really good bits and there's a lot of room for that. But I feel like, it, they didn't use it to its fullest in the sense of like, I think they really, and this is one of my notes I wrote, I feel like, I feel like this show has a really, really solid concept and the execution is fine, but they really, I struggled that there was really only like four jokes and they were just kind of re- repeated like over and over again. To a point where I was like, yeah, he likes cream puffs. Like, what do you, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, I, like, I thought it was funny for like two episodes. And then I was like, why does he like cream puffs so much? This is so bizarre. <laughs> and it was really weird. Um, and I was like, they kept calling him Mushroom Head. And I felt like the show wanted me to laugh every time they said it. But they say it like they don't use his name. They just call him Mushroom Head. Like it's like it was funny once when I was like, ha ha, yeah. And then they just kept saying it. And I was like, this isn't funny anymore. Like, give me something else. So I felt like I felt like there there was room for a lot more comedy than what was there. I felt like it was the simplicity of the plot made it a fun and easy watch, but it could have been a little higher effort in the execution is kind of where I'm at. What okay. do you think? I appreciate the nuance in your take. 
Okay. Because it is very easy with a series like this to say, well, it's simple and it's bad. Right. Which is what a lot of anime fans do mm -hmm. is if it's not like a Jujutsu Kaisen or Demon or like a Attack on Titan, like four dimensional chess, mm -hmm. like big brain thing, it's bad. Which you kind of got to have both sides of that coin of there has to be something that's a little more simple and then right. you can have the more complex stuff. Like both can coexist and both can be good. So I appreciate the nuance mm -hmm. in your take. I will say as much as I have praised it, I do have my fair share of issues too, especially with where I'm at in the manga is, and this is like, it's a slight spoiler. It's not like anything super big, right? but my, my issue with the series is I just finished volume 11 out of 18. So mm -hmm. there's seven more volumes for me to go. And right now, I don't feel like Finn and Lemon have done anything significant to the plot. Uh, yes. Whatsoever. And that persisted in the first season where it's like, Lemon is there to make a joke about being his wife. And that's it. Right. And she, like, I don't know what kind of magic she has. I don't know what her la magic skill is. Same with Finn. Right. Which is weird because Finn's brother, Rain, is a divine visionary. Like, one of the big people. Mm -hmm. And he, like, hasn't done anything. He has, like, one really good moment in season two that's coming up. Right. But that's it. And, like, we haven't even gotten there yet. So I wish those characters were utilized a little more. Because right now it's very much, like, Mash does stuff, Dot does stuff, and Lance does stuff. And that's it. Yeah. And, like... And I feel like, I feel like you know, this is this is a common, I don't want to, I guess, criticism that people just kind of throw around willy nilly. But I feel like the power scaling is a little off, where you know the point is that Mash is like this, like he is strong as heck, like that's the point, and he just beats the crap out of these magic people. And I really like, I really like that he wins those fights because all of their defenses are to defend against magic which is something that he doesn't have right he can't like they they have no defense against him because he doesn't have magic and i think that works really well but i also need him to bleed a little bit like i need like i none of the fights in the show felt like they had a lot of stake to me because i knew he was gonna win and i was right. like let him let him be a little weak. Like any of those side characters, I was I felt like I was more invested in the fights with the side characters because they could have died. Like they really right. could have. And so I liked that and or I didn't like that. I felt like he needed to I know the point. I I get the point. The point is that he's like a meat bread, meathead Jimbro that just like he's very dry and very like black or white and he's very like oh okay punch like that's his character but because he's so dry and like stone-faced i'm not super invested in him like even at the end like it's played for a joke when they're like oh my gosh like you know your peaceful life with your father like it's it's being challenged right now don't you care and he just he's kind of like you know whatever and I'm just kind of like, bro, like, I want to care about you. Like, give me something to care about. And so, like, that is a struggle I have with it is his dryness is funny, 
but it I need a little bit more genuineness from him to really care right. about him as a main character. Um, and so I wrote notes first episode. I said, nothing like a cream puff after pumping iron. Little did I know that this would be the main joke of this entire <laughs> show. This show is structured around him liking cream puffs out of, out of all things, cream puffs. I don't know, man. That was, that was something. Um, I wrote episode two. I said, homegirl thought he proposed. That's a little too real. And I was like, dude, that happens on Christian college campuses like all the time. <laughs> like, that's so funny. Um, I think this is kind of where I'm at, where it's like, I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching the show. I enjoyed the second half more. Um, because I felt like there was actually something we were working towards. The first half was a little, it was a little like hard for me cause it was just setting it up. Um, but I also felt like we were doing like side quests to introduce characters that ended up not doing anything. Yeah. And so I don't, that was like hard Like we had to get me. the full main cast there before right. we could actually start doing anything. Start doing anything. When I was like, I will agree. You know, the second half yeah. is a lot better. It is better uh, because we're actually doing something. Right. And they've introduced the stakes of like you got to get the gold coins, and right. Lang is coming to right. take all the gold coins. So now you got to fight the Magia Lupus, which, by the way, such a cool group of people. Yeah, like, dude, the I don't know. of this series, dude, it I was feel like so good, and they've never shown up again. <laughs> I would be tempted to join them. I don't know, like they, <laughs> they're just kind of cool. Like, I don't know, <laughs> uh, know cooking there, the whole uh, like kill all ooh, the non-magic dude, people. Yo, yo. But I feel like this is a weird, the show for me couldn't, couldn't really find its identity in the sense of like, I, there was so much room for comedy and they used some of it, but other than that, it was like him fighting a lot. And I understand because like, you know, he's a big, strong muscle man. That's the point is he's got to, he's got to fight. But I felt like this may have worked better as just like a slice of life type show where it was like, oh, he doesn't have magic. He's just like he's just this big muscly guy. And there can be some stakes, but he he's I would really like to see more of like a love is war type show with these characters, because I feel like right. the show really wants them to be the goofy, funny, haha. She's in love with him. Ha ha. Dot Barrett, which I'll get to Dot Barrett here in a minute because he's my favorite. It's like, ha ha. Dot <laughs> Barrett just want, he thinks he's the main character. LOL. And then it's like, oh, we're all going to die. And I'm just like, whoa, tone shift here. Like, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out what it wants to be because the fight scenes to me are a little underwhelming. Like, other than like the puppet fight, I was kind of underwhelmed. And I was like, I feel like this would work better if it was just chill and like focused on just being funny and sweet. And then there would be room to like slow down and like kind of get into his character and be like, oh, is there a reason you're stone faced? Like you can still be funny, but it's really like we really gave a lot of a lot of screen time to those fights that I was kind of like, okay. This is this is fine. It's whatever, um, and I understand, but 
it either needed to go all the way into the like dark crime like academia aesthetic or all the way into the goofy sitcom funny aesthetic because right. when it is really dark it it sells really well like when that dude turns people into the like the puppets i was in it's like this is so dope like the way that they were puppets but they were still people and like all this stuff and there was like this moral dilemma where he was like oh you can kill the puppet but you kill your friend like all this stuff it was so cool and then it's undercut by being goofy like two minutes later and so it's like i don't i don't really know what to feel because there is a room there's room for dark comedy there but that's not what they were playing it as right so i don't know i don't know I see. I definitely see what you're saying. So, mm -hmm. if you here's the thing is, I feel like if you're gonna go the slice of life route, you have to take the magic out, mm. and you have to replace it with something else because magic almost always suggests that there is gonna be some form of conflict, which then turns it right. into an action series again. I do. Th I do feel like, and this. This is so interesting as someone who mm -hmm. knows like how it keeps playing out. Right. I think it does. By the end of season two, I think a lot of these issues would be fixed because we kind of, I don't want to say we reached the climax because it's way too early narratively to say mm -hmm. that, but there is a really big shift at the end of season two or what will be at the end of season two based on what's in the manga. And it does kind of find its stride from there because now it's like, okay, time to buckle down and go. Okay. And they and there is still like these humorous moments. Um but I do see what you're saying. I totally mm -hmm. get it. It's a uh, it does have a rough time trying to figure out where it's at. Yeah. And, and I, I get that. You know, that being said, I do have some good things to say. I think that the soundtrack is so good. I think like the they like do some really good like rap hip-hop music that like when they fight that i got really into hype, and i was dude. like oh this is kind of my jam also opening theme is really good um but man but you really love some shoe the, cream funky love that after credit song oh my gosh put it on repeat repeat dude whenever like it end on like a big line and it'd be like Oh, oh, we're we're back in the the underworld, custard, chocolate, <laughs> and I'm like, woo, cream funky love, so sweet. Like this that is, how is I got my Jackson jam. Into anime music. I'm sorry, dude. I get it now. I didn't understand anime music before this week. I get it. That that is a freaking. And also like. I don't know what it is. Like the the visuals match the song so well when they do like the like the arm swing dance. Like <laughs> it goes so crazy, and I'm like the whole time, every after every episode, I just be like, mm, "Green funky love, so sweet." Like it got me. That got me. So I really love the um, I really loved the soundtrack. And oh my gosh, dude, Dot Barrett. Okay, is, I'm going to pull up my notes because I wrote a note about oh him. Oh my gosh. He is the funniest. The He's the moment. Funniest character in this show because he, I know people like him. It Like, it's cringe 
It's cringe. But that's so, what's so funny is I'm like, no, that's so real. Cause I know people just like that where he walks up and he's like, I think that's my wife. <laughs> it's like, whoa, brother. <laughs> whoa, brother. <laughs> Slow down. down. Oh yeah. He, and he's, I wrote down a line and this is another point I'll touch on is, um, I wrote that I really don't, I don't like a lot of the dialogue, but I think I've deducted that it's a personal thing because I think it's intentionally a little cringe. I really think that like when the big bad villains, like, how do you think you're going to win? And he goes like a boss. Like I physically wanted to go into like my giant turtle (laughs) shell and like die. But I'm also like, you know, it's totally within his character to say that. Totally though. within his character to say. So I can't really be. T- it's kind of like it's kind of like watching The Office with someone that doesn't like cringe comedy because I love cringe comedy, but for some reason, man, this gets me in another way that I'm just like, oh, he said like a boss. That's awful. <laughs> oh gosh. I think something that's really interesting is I totally forgot what I was gonna say. Was it anyway, about Dot Barrett? It'll come back to me. Yeah, it'll I think back. it was. It'll come um, back. He was funny. It'll come back. Oh, I think the thing is the dialogue feels very high schoolery. Uh huh. But because they're in magic school, you never think of that. Like I, I keep forgetting that they're high schoolers and mm-hmm. like they're in their like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Right. And I keep thinking they're like adults. Right. Because no, they look same. like adults. And so, so it's like, like the mental. Di- you're like, why is an adult right. talking like this? And you're like, oh wait. He's a high school. Right. And like, that's kind of the yeah, conclusion I got to at the end was I was like, I feel like I feel like this is gross, but also I said dumb crap like that in high school, and so I can't yeah, really like, be too mad. So you know. My note my note for dot is I wrote Dot and I are not related because we have the same last name. Uh-huh. And I think that's so funny. But then the next note, because like his next line was like, "Oh, I think that's my wife." I was like, "Dude, dot literally me." I was like, "Literally coded." I feel Nick that coded. <laughs> I was this like, is "This a is Nick coded the same last name too." Like, it's over. It's I'm like, over. I don't know. That checks out. Oh god. <laughs> where where he's like he's talking to the girl, and he who like they saved from the guy. Yeah. And he's like, I can't look her in the eyes. But I can't say no to a girl. <laughs> I'm like, dude. Oh my god. I feel gosh. that wholeheartedly. It's so funny. So speaking of other characters, how'd you feel about uh Mr. Gravitas, Mr. Lance Crown? I mean, he was fine. He's not my blue not hair. my fave. Um, a, <laughs> he, he, my favorite line is in his first encounter with Mash. Yeah. <laughs> he finds the the thing with his sister's picture in it. Oh, yeah. And Mash is like, are you training to become a pervert? <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm a siscon. And, like, is totally out with it. <laughs> and Mash is like, that's not any better. <laughs> like, no. What? Listen, his whole freaking thing with his sister, what? <laughs> Ex- explain this to me. That was okay. so bizarre. Like his entire character so, motivation was just his sister. And I was like, what the actual I mean, heck? you know why though, right? I mean, kind of. It was so, a little foggy for me. So his sister was I don't know if it was like a curse or a disease or an illness or whatever, but it was taking away all of her magic. 
And if she lost all of her magic, she would lose her mark and therefore would just be executed on the spot. Of like, her family has to turn her in to the to the government and they just kill her on the spot. Because no lack magics at all. Which is an incredibly flawed system and kind of the whole point of this story is like, should we really be indiscriminately killing people who don't have magic? Like, I don't know. You know. But also, there's magic out there. Like, oh, what's his name? What's... What's the name of the guy at the end who he fights? What's that guy's uh, name? I don't remember. The, the puppet guy? Abel. Abel. That's his Abel. name. Abel. Sure. Why does Abel have magic that can take away other people's magic? Like, I feel like if if right. you don't have magic and it gets taken away from you and you can be killed over that, I don't think we should allow there to be magic where you can take other no. people's magic and essentially <laughs> sentence them to death. I don't think there should be a thing. Like, that, there should be a regulation wrong. there. But... His sister was losing her magic, so he's trying to become a divine okay. visionary to change the rules. So him and Mash are kind of like on the same page. Yeah. But they had to like fight it out it was and weird. figure that out. I so did appreciate weird. because anime really likes to do this thing where usually when it says Siscon, like it's romantically charged. And yeah. I really appreciated that this fell more in the Demon Slayer type right. sibling like, love category where you just really family. care for your sibling. Right. And it wasn't like a weird, like, weird oh, tension. I'm in love with my sister. Like, no, right. no, 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 no. Lance, we don't upstanding do that crap. guy. We don't do that crap. What a guy. <laughs> See, he, I thought this was so weird. I was like, bro, go to therapy. Listen, bro needs I'm a not counselor. It's like, I'm just saying, I'm glad it wasn't so, romantic. Like, it could have gotten really weird really quick. I episode nine was my least favorite episode, and it's the episode I have the most notes because I felt oh like it was a sad story fest, and everyone had sad, like. What's the word I'm thinking of? Like saw sad background story mp4, and I, and I wrote down um, first uh, first note. Let's go from the top to the down. I said, "Bro, where is his dad?" Because we like stop talking about why he's there in the first place for like five episodes. It's like he's here uh, to go like keep his peaceful life with his dad and then we don't see his dad for like six episodes and i'm like bro where is he um he's just chilling and then the line that got me the worst was when he said i respect the effort you put in to like the villain this guy like tries to kill him and he's like hey i really respect that bro and then he's like Oh my gosh, like my life has changed. You respect that's so crazy. And I was like, what the actual heck? That's so stupid. <laughs> I hate that so much. Is and this then my um, next note? Is episode nine the one where it was just Mash and the sword guy fighting, or was there another fight there? Uh I think that was because I know before. Lance had a fight in there somewhere. I think that this was, was very the Lance similar fight. to that. I think this is the okay. Lance fight. So I wrote down, I said, bro got daddy issues. <laughs> like, everyone, every, like, villain in this show is just like, my dad didn't love me, and so now I need to commit mass genocide. <laughs> and it's like, wait, where's the connection? My next note said, bro, they all got daddy issues. And so... 
it was like, dude, I I cannot stand the like sad villain backstory of like, my parents didn't love me because I wasn't good enough for them, and I was like, okay, and let me reassure you, and I that doesn't change. <sighs> that is a consistent down, theme. My favorite note I wrote down on this entire thing is I said, my parents tried to murder me. Womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like and th- he was so like emo about it too he was like my parents tried to murder me and i was like womp womp like this is so it felt lazy i was like can we can we have like some other character motivation other than my parents don't love me hey i mean abel's mom got murdered and yeah. then he was like, yeah, I'm not commit. I feel like everyone in this series jumps to mass genocide right. way too quickly. They're right. like, one bad thing happens to me. All right, genocide against time the to, poor. Time to like, kill them all. The weak, die. Right. Kill them. And it's like, and I'm like bro, whoa, whoa slow brother. down. Whoa there, Calm buddy. down. That's kind of, that's kind of what I'm talking about with like the tone. Is like I feel like that came out of nowhere because it was such a goofy, funny series, and then we're like, kill them all, and I was like, what the heck? Like, what? Where did this come from? So, I don't know. Overall, you know, overall, I think I would watch more, just because okay. it is an easy watch. Like, it's something that I didn't mind watching. I would turn it on at night, and it would be relaxing. And it would be chill. Wouldn't be insane. Like, you know, just be a chill show to watch. And, you know, I after the last episode, because, like, the, the like, the third and second to last episode, I was starting to lose hope. And I was like, guys, this isn't it. Like, I really I really didn't like, um, like, the, the right there, I was like, this is, this is getting, like, bad. I don't like this. And then the last episode ended, and I kind of reflected, and I, like, kind of got, like, a concise opinion. And I was like, you know, I really, I do care about the characters, and I'd like to see what happens next, because he just found out, you know, spoiler alert, they just found out. Everyone knows that he doesn't have magic, and it's, like, a thing. And, like, I want to know how that's dealt with. And so, you know, maybe I'll revisit it at some point, and maybe we'll do another episode on the second season. Because isn't it running, like, right now? Yep. Season two is airing right now. I haven't okay. started it yet because I'm actually waiting to watch the dub because I really Ooh. like the dub for this series. The dub so, wasn't like, bad. If they don't start the dub in, like, the next two weeks, I'll just jump on it. Right. Because I'm getting a little tired of waiting. Yeah. Because, like, the opening song has been stuck in my head forever because <laughs> it's such a banger. But like the dub was really I good. I was impressed by that. I felt like it because especially in a comedy, like the dub dubbing it with the wrong voice actors could ruin the comedy. But I felt like I was like, you know, this is actually really solid. So that's kind of my I that's do kind feel of my like whole thing. The I have two points, and yeah. then we can wrap up and have you pick your next one. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like the. Especially in series like this where the comedy is such a big thing, I feel like watching it dubbed is better. Because with like a show like Love is War, or even this, for example, if you're trying to read the subtitles and process what you're reading, by the time you process the joke, you're already reading the next set of dialogue. You don't have time to like process it. Whereas when you're listening to it because it's in your native language, then it makes a lot more sense and you can like get through the comedy a little faster. My biggest... 
my biggest gripe with the series, and I'm all, like, it's not like, a, oh, this is a problem, because I kind of like, I understand that's the tone of the series. My biggest gripe is that this anime almost perfectly exemplifies the power of friendship will solve all your issues. Because, like, every, sing every single villain... I was going to say that. Mash comes against, ends up becoming his friend. Yeah. Except for the one at the very end who was, like, yeah. a part of the cult. I was going to say um, that. I was like, this is Lance, very, like, with the power of friendship. Dot, the guy with the metal, um, Abyss, Abel, like, all of them. He's like, hey... You don't have to be. You don't have to be evil, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, oh my you're, gosh so, you're right. so right." And I think that is partially why their backstories are so thin, mm -hmm. is because you have to be able to see like, "Oh, this bad thing happened," but you know, if that bad thing didn't happen, they'd be okay. Right. So when Mash does say, "Hey, you don't have to be a bad person," it's a very thin veil and a very thin right. thing to cut through. So. That makes sense. I was going to say that, too. It was very, like, with the power of friendship. And then they, like, defeat everyone. And I'm like, bro. Dude, and it's that, okay. I that's mean, if that's what, I think the story leans into it enough that, like, mm -hmm. Mash needs to rely on his friends to get to his goal. And that's, like, the whole message. And mm -hmm. I think it fits. It's just, like, it's kind of funny to look. And, like, every single. So, like, every time he gets in a fight with somebody. Right. You're, like. You guys are just going to be friends? Are you right. going to be buddy-buddy after this? And, I mean, as it goes on, there's a couple where they're like, yeah, they're not going to be friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're not like, mm, they're not going to be friends, but that's okay. it is what it is. That's so, cool. overall, All right. overall, you liked it. A good show. I would recommend it. I just, you know. All right. It, it's not a show to overthink. That's essentially it. No. You know, if you... If I analytically break it down, I have a lot of issues. But you know, it's kind of just it's kind of just a goofy moment, you know? If you want to have a goofy moment, it's a good show. <laughs> okay. So, this is the part of the episode, honestly. I was excited to hear you had to say, yeah. but this is the part I'm most excited yeah. about cuz I've spent like the last week crafting these very manipulative oh, <laughs> for lack of a better word okay. descriptions. So, I could. I was torn on what set because I picked three. One of these is a revisit, but I'm not gonna tell you which one. Oh, okay. Because I don't want you to try to deduce what it could be based okay. off of the description. Okay. So, I spent a week slaving over these to get some really good ones, and I'm really proud of them. But I was torn on which group of three because I've got like the next couple planned out. <laughs> so I essentially took the overall theme of all of them, summarized it in one word, and presented that to Jackson and let him pick the theme that would be present across all three. Now, that theme could be what the actual show is about, or it could be what's what, what, what feeling it's going to give you. And my options for you was what? School, family, school, family and chaos. And chaos, yeah. So Jackson chose chaos. I did choose chaos. Is the, this time this time around? Yeah. So here are your three okay. descriptions. Okay. First off, mentally unstable teens are tasked with piloting giant robots to fight off the Rapture. The next one. I think that's Attack on Titan. 
the courageous adventure of a man and his totally not blood-related sister trying to save his wife from a shady businessman who likes to roleplay. And lastly... What the... <laughs> this is my favorite one. <laughs> the last one. OBGYN turned psychotic actor is out for blood, but his cancer patient sister just wants to be the next Taylor Swift. <laughs> That is my favorite out of the three. OBGYN turned a psychotic actor. Is out for blood. Is out for but blood. But his cancer patient his sister, sister wants, wants to be, be the, the next, next Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. <laughs> See, when you describe something and say, but, it, they're usually related. <laughs> Do you have a grasp on that? You want me to read them again? Can I have the second one again? <laughs> the second one, like in order that I read them? Yeah, yeah. Okay, the second one is The Courageous Adventure of a Man and His Totally Not Blood-Related Sister Trying to Save His Wife from a Shady Businessman Who Likes to Roleplay. This is so... I love this. This is so much more fun than giving it to a poll... Because I get to see oh, the, the, the gears turn in your head of like, mmm. <laughs> I really, I'm really scared to choose the OGBYN, but like, <laughs> I'm low-key so curious. But I like. <sighs> this is the problem is they're all good. They're all good. Like you're equally intrigued by all of them. <laughs> And that's the point, is but to also make it like, difficult. But also, like, the shady businessman that likes to roleplay? What the frick? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Give me the OGPYN that's right. out for blood, but his cancer patient <laughs> sister wants to be the next Taylor Swift. Okay. So, what did I choose? Do you, want, I choose? do you want me to tell you what you didn't choose? That's up to you. I well, I'm going to leave it up to you. Do you want to know or do you want it? Were you going to reuse it? Are you going to reuse it? I mean, it? I could if I don't tell you what it is. That's up to you if you want to reuse it or not. I kind of want to I you know, what? I'm going to tell you. Okay. That way it like forces me to come up with better right, ones in the future. Right. Okay. So, I'm going to start with the ones you didn't choose. Okay. Mentally unstable teens are tasked with piloting giant robots to fight off the rapture. That would have been Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, praise God. We didn't choose that one. Lord have I, mercy. Listen, <laughs> it would have been such an interesting episode, and I will put it back on there at some right. point. But I'm not ready to rewatch Evangelion yet. Right. <laughs> I'm no. like, I can't do that. Okay. The courageous adventure of of a man and his totally not blood related sister trying to save his wife from a shady businessman who likes to role play. This would have been the second half of Sword Art Online oh, season praise one. God. I was no, debating. I was like, do God. I want to put Sword Art Online on here this early and risk this, doing yeah. Sword Art Online again? But I was like, ah, sure, why not? Now, yeah. OGBYN, <laughs> psychotic actor, is out for blood, but his cancer patient sister just wants to be the next Taylor Swift. 
our next anime adventure, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, will be season one of Oshinoko. Yo, let's go. So I'm not gonna say anything I'm that. I'm, I can about vibe this with that. series. I can vibe with that. But it is so good. Okay. And I'm really okay. interested to hear what you think about it. I'm really it. curious to see if I just hate it. <laughs> it's only 13 episodes, I think. Okay. okay. But the first episode is like 90 minutes long. Oh, why? <laughs> it's like a movie. They adapt the entire first volume of the manga in one go. Okay. When you watch it, you'll understand why. Okay. 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 It is absolutely worth watching. And I would advise you watch that one a little further ahead. Okay. Uh, because did you see how well put together your thoughts were when you had time to think yeah, about it before for pressing real. record? <sighs> hmm. Sorry. It's almost like <laughs> that's what I've been telling you to do for the longest time. Is it? Oh, it's only 11 episodes. It's only 11. Okay. Wow. This is the All shortest right. we'll ever watch. We will have ever and watched. Not include, but you got to include the ninety-minute episode. Like that's the well, equivalent yeah, of like that's four only episodes. One episode. Yeah, but it's the equivalent of like four. <laughs> that's three episodes max. All right, come on. All right, come on. All right. Well, if you've if you've watched Oshinoko, you'll know exactly what I mean by that <sighs> description. And it, okay, okay. I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Um, I can't wait. So unless you have anything else to say. I think that's a wrap on this episode. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the nerdiest podcast. We hope to see you back in two weeks for our next episode. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're still here, don't forget you should follow us on Instagram at the nerdiest podcast and on Twitter at nerdiest pod for updates on new episodes, exclusive looks at merch and whatnot. You can get your very own nerdiest podcast merch at the we have hats, stickers, shirts, everything you'd ever need and have new collections coming out soon. So keep an eye on that. Also, vote for the Nerdiest Awards with the link in the description. It's a Google form. Vote on all the stuff that you want to do or you want to see so that you can listen to our award show full episode in February and see what won. So if you like what you listen to here today, make sure you give five stars and leave a review wherever you're listening to your podcast and send it to a friend that you think would like it because we need to, we're slowly building our nerd community and we really appreciate all the support. If you really, really love what we're doing here and you want to listen to more, you can join our Spotify memberships. And you can listen to the Nerdiest After Show where we're giving amazing exclusive content every month for a very low price. So go check that out. Highly recommend. We will see you in the next episode. And until then, uh, bye.